Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Coach Podcast. We are here today with myself and the lovely Laura. And today we have a really, really fun episode. And this is one where Laura and myself have slightly different takes on it. So Mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited for this. And we're going to talk about opportunities and distractions within your business. Mm -hmm. And this is really, really cool because I actually was talking to a friend of ours the other day and I said... Hey, do you have anything to filter between if something is an opportunity or a distraction? And his reply was like, dot, 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 no. (laughs) And so I was like, well, you you really need to, to get a handle on that. Because like we were just talking about, when you see everything as an opportunity, we know because we've been in this game for like seven, eight years that the eventual outcome of that scenario when it plays out is going to be burnout Yeah. <laughs> when you try and do everything. So let's kind of dig into this a little bit. So why don't you, why don't you kick it off? I mean, yeah, with opportunities and distractions, it can be really overwhelming to think that you shouldn't be doing some things and not really knowing what those things are. Right. And it's, that's okay. Number one, like that's okay. It's okay not to know what is an opportunity or what is a distraction right now for you. But coming back to where you're at in business and what your primary goals are initially is super important to understanding what is truly an opportunity and what's just a distraction in disguise. That's kind of how I frame it to my clients is like everything can look like an opportunity, but some of those are just distractions wearing a costume, right? Absolutely. And I think when I talk with a lot of our clients and as I'm talking with prospective clients on sales calls, One of the things I say is it's really easy to come up with ideas. Yeah. So I talk with a ton of coaches and they're the first thing that they say is they're super excited and they're like, I have so many ideas. Yeah. And I'm just like, shit, they're (laughs) probably not doing a whole lot. Yeah. Because being an idea person is awesome. You need to be creative. You have to have those creative juices flowing or else you're probably just going to be doing what everyone else is. Yeah. But it's a lot easier to come up with a bunch of ideas than it is to actually take action on one of them. Yeah. And that is the, the, the scenario that we come in because what happens is when we have idea after idea after idea, we get into like brainstorming mode all the time mm-hmm. and then we get into like researching all of these ideas, but we're not actually taking action on anything And then we get really, really stressed out because there's all of these things and we don't know where to prioritize our focus. (laughs) And what ends up happening is it's like we're on this treadmill because nothing we're doing and all of the actions we're taking aren't driving our business forward. And it's really unfortunate because in the eyes of that person, they are super busy. But what ends up happening is they probably get to the end of a day being like, man, I was so busy, but I can't tell you what I did today. Oh my God, that happens. That happened to us so much. I remember just like sitting down to dinner and saying, yeah, I just worked a solid 15 hours. I have no idea what I just did. And it's so true. Like, it's good to have ideas. Like, don't stop having ideas, but understand that you don't have to take action on all of them right away. And when you have, I like to create like an idea bank in a Google keep folder or something where if I have an idea, I write it down and then I run it by you. And if it doesn't align with the direction we're currently going, we kind of just push it aside for now, right? And I think creating that criteria for yourself is 
the number one most important thing. And how I help my coaches go about doing that is getting really clear first, what is the primary focus in your business right now? What are you trying to work on? Are you trying to bring in clients? Are you trying to get better at sales? Are you trying to refine your message? Are you trying to get better at your craft? Like, what is your focus? Because when you know what your focus is right now, maybe give yourself like a three month window, right? Because that's a pretty, that's a short period of time, but it's long enough to execute. And it's not so long that you start to get like, feel like you're burning out or feel like you're fizzling out, right? Either one of those is not good. So give yourself that three month window to focus and understand that, okay, this is my singular focus. Everything else is a distraction for right now. And then understanding that this is my criteria for accepting something into my schedule or pushing it aside. That would be the first step, but also coming back to, does this idea excite me? Why? Is it just because it's different? Is it because it feels easier than what I'm currently doing? Is it because I'm allowing other people to influence the opinion of myself and my business? Like, why is this appealing to me? Why is this idea glittery and sparkly and pulling my attention? Because sometimes ideas can be really good. It can build momentum under your current direction, right? But it's just understanding that sometimes these ideas can be a little bit catastrophic to your momentum if you allow too many of them to pull your attention away. And what happens a lot of the time is we are distracted and pulled away from what we should be focusing on. Happens all the time because very, very common occurrence is when we're working on a project and it gets up to that point where it's going to require a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's going to require us pushing out of our comfort zone. And then that's when an idea pops up. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that a new idea would pop up right when we actually have to sit down and focus on something yeah. that might not be exactly what we want to do. Yeah. And that's something that as you grow within your business, there might be some of those where you can identify someone that can take care of some of those things. So for us, you know, for the first year of our podcast, I did all of the post-production. I did, I recorded them. I did all of the editing. I created the graphics. I did the posting. I did everything for it. Mm -hmm. Now we're at a point where I have someone that does the video editing or the audio editing. I still create the graphics and the sound bites, but we now have a who, which is what I call it in my program, that is able to handle that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those are things that we don't want to do. But as you grow within your business, those are the things that you might be able to have someone help you with. But you alluded to it like a three month timeline. Mm -hmm. And when we sit down and, you know, us personally and we do our war planning and this is actually we have a program on it called War Plan Boost. You need to sit down and you need to identify what your big goals are for the year. So creating a filter for opportunities and distractions starts long before an opportunity arises. It starts by doing a plan initially. What am I trying to accomplish this year? And understand this is fluid, but maybe you, you know, you want to come out with an ebook. Maybe you want to launch a challenge and you you create a list of the things you want to accomplish this year. And then each quarter, so every three months, you sit down and you select one to three of those things that you're going to focus on. And that's going to depend on how much time you can allot to executing. Mm -hmm. And then that is what you're going to focus on for that quarter. All right. And then you simply break that down on what do I need to accomplish 
to hit that goal, to accomplish that task, to hit that milestone. So you understand what you're doing each week. Mm -hmm. But what you need to know is when an opportunity comes up, you can simply, if it doesn't align with helping push forward with what you're doing right now, all you have to do is open up your plan and jot that on your annual plan. This is something I want to do. Make some notes on it so that you understand what that idea was and you can come back to it. Yeah. Maybe on occasion, maybe it is something that needs to become a focus. Like, let's say you are, you know, you have a team and somebody leaves. Well, you know what? Maybe some of the projects you are working on are going to have to stop because you have to replace that person or step in. And those are things that are going to happen. But for the most part, you know, if it doesn't align with helping us achieve the goal at hand, we just need to put it on the back burner and go, we're going to revisit that next month. I'm going to revisit that next quarter. Right. I think too, from like a mental, emotional perspective, understanding that when you accept opportunities that come your way, a lot of the time it's rooted in not wanting to miss out or disappoint, right? FOMO. (laughs) But truly, like someone approaches you with this really cool new project that they want to partner with you on, or you game up with an idea that could serve your niche in a different way or, or branch out into a new niche, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. But understanding that, It's just the stories you're telling yourself that is blocking you from saying no to these these distractions is because you don't want to miss out on helping someone who you could help or you don't want to make someone feel bad by saying, no, I'm so sorry, I'm actually really booked up right now, reach out to me in three months, right? That's something I was horrible at. I was a people pleaser. Still am at heart, but you know I have boundaries set now that help me filter out who I'm willing to give my energy to and who I'm protecting my energy from. And I talk about this in one of my courses about energy vampires. And you know, distractions are an energy vampire because you have so much passion and drive towards a singular goal in this moment, there's going to be things, people, and opportunities that will present themselves to you along the way to try and pull your energy. And I think it's a really good practice to get into to check in with yourself more regularly. Where's my energy tank actually at? You know, how much energy do I have to give to other people? Because if someone just wants your help on something, a friend or a colleague or whatever, do you have the energy to give that to them? Or do you need to protect your energy so that you can continue to push forward? It's not selfish. It's just the reality. And there's a very easy way to go about setting that boundary. And it starts with the letter N and it ends with the letter no. And, you know, just saying no. I don't think no is a letter, but that's okay. Did I say letter no? (laughs) The letter O. (laughs) Um, It starts with no, saying no. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I really appreciate it. I'm humbled. Please check back with me in a few months. I'll have more time then, right? And one of the things I love about business is I can correlate everything to a coach or trainer working with one of their clients. So if it's hard for you to grasp the concept of saying no to a new opportunity or how to filter between them, I want you to sit and think and visualize what you would tell one of your clients. Mm -hmm. They're trying to lose weight and it's summer 
it's barbecue season, it's wedding season, it's beach, you know, patio beer season. What would you tell the Sally that's trying to lose a little bit of weight? Sally. (laughs) When she has all of these opportunities. Yeah. Oh, there's cake at the at the wedding shower this weekend. You know, there's dessert at the barbecue. Her friends want to go for for wine or, you know, Jim's buddies want to go for beers and wings three times a week. Yeah. What do you tell them? You tell them that they need to pick and choose where they say yes and where they say no. They can't simply say yes to every single time caloric dense food is presented to them or else they're never going to reach their weight loss goals. Your business is no different. Mm -hmm. Your energy and your bandwidth is finite. You have to be ruthless with what what takes your bandwidth because Mm -hmm. you're just going to burn out. And we've done the exact same thing when... When we're working on a very complex project, I will stop listening to podcasts and I will stop reading. Why? Because they simply are pulling at my energy. It is taking my brain power and what it's doing is it's inserting different ideas. There's times where I will smash them because I know that I'm going to have a lot of good ideas come to me. But when I need to allot my focus, time and energy to a very specific tasks, I have to push other things off to the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so smart too because we get so caught in having to do it all in all different areas. Like I have to learn, I have to handle my clients, I have to grow my business, I have to do direct outreach, I have to, have to, have to, have to. And the reality is you don't have to do all of those things all of the time. There are seasons for certain things and that's okay, but you have to figure out what that is for you, right? So if you're in the beginning stages of business, probably client lead generation, crafting your message and getting your crafting or figuring out what your voice is and where your clients are online. That's maybe only where you need to place your energy, creating content, you know, all of the foundational pieces. So when someone comes to you with this really cool new bootcamp idea and they would love to partner with you on it because they love you and they, they believe in your message and da, 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 that's all very flattering, right? And it's, it's hard to say no to that because you're new and you're like, oh my God, they love me. Like, yeah, I, I'm flattered. I'd love to. And unfortunately, like when you say yes to someone or something, you're saying no to yourself in some way, you know, and that's kind of just the really honest way to put it. It's true. You are right. So understanding that, are you willing to sacrifice that time that you would have been spending creating content or reaching out to prospective clients or whatever for this bootcamp? And if the answer is yes, wonderful, go do it. If it fulfills you great fulfillment is the ultimate goal, but if it isn't going to, and it's just pulling your energy and it's going to stress you out because you have less time to dedicate to the things you should be doing, then perhaps you need to set a boundary there. Yeah. And I speak a lot about having, you know, both short and long-term marketing strategies in play all the time. So there's a lot of things when it comes to, you know, marketing and growing our business that are very long-term plays, like building a YouTube channel or, you know, getting, you know, blog articles that are ranking in in search engines. Those are long-term plays and they should definitely be a part of your long-term marketing strategy, but they're not going to generate you leads in your business today. Mm -hmm. There's much better ways to generate leads in your business today and if you need to put food on the table this week and all of your efforts are being spent on something that's possibly going to help your business in one to two years from now it's misguided and we need to refocus Mm -hmm. so if you know if one of those opportunities arises and you understand well no this this doesn't help me get 
towards my goal today, then it's okay to say, you know, in three months, I'm going to start on that once we have a solid foundation within our business. But it's whatever the task at hand is. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to clients and we we reverse engineer what their goals are, so they want to hit, you know, six figures of income, we, we, we dissect you know, how much money per month that is. We dissect how many clients they need on a monthly basis to do that. We dissect how many phone calls they're going to need to get on to land that many clients based on how they, how they close. And then all that matters in order to do that is getting on phone calls. Mm-hmm. So if you something pops up and it isn't a task that is going to help you get on a phone call, then you simply have to push that off to the side. You have to filter that out of your mind mm-hmm. for now. Yeah. Just for now. You know, but understand also, if you do accept it, you also have to accept the repercussions of that decision you made, which may be you don't get on any calls. Yeah. And then you can't complain about it. Yeah, for sure. Can you remember a time where you felt like completely overwhelmed by distractions but at the time you thought that they were all opportunities like a really specific example i think you know with what we're doing with our content strategy now which is extremely complex yeah when i was trying to do that two years ago it was extremely overwhelming yeah trying to vlog and podcast twice a week write an article run a gym manage a team of eight all of that stuff at once was just way too much and the reason i was doing it is because i'd seen i know that this works and i know that that works and i know that that works and i was trying to do all of it but none of it was helping Mm -hmm. at that given time and we've all seen the picture of the two circles and one has all these small little arrows pointing out in every direction and the other one has the big long arrow Mm -hmm. pointing one direction when you're trying to do 15 things and you're only putting in, you know, 5-10% of your effort because you have to do all of these things at once, you are not going to actually accomplish any of them mm-hmm. or any of them well. Yeah. But when you invest all of your energy into one thing, it's amazing what you can actually accomplish. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My example is on a much smaller scale. <laughs> And probably a much more feminine scale. But I remember like there was this time where I really wanted to up my Instagram game, right? And I would spend fucking hours editing my pictures and creating these fancy story graphics and like probably three to four hours a day I spent just posting shit on Instagram. And do you think it got me any more followers? Hell no. You know, like maybe a small little boost in the beginning, but I don't know. It just felt like such a waste of time in the end where I could have been, you know, actually just direct messaging people and getting on the phone with them and creating change for them. Right. It was just it was a misguided effort. And at the time, it was kind of fun for me. And it was a distraction because we had a lot going on. So it was kind of just an excuse to do something that I enjoyed for a period of time. Right. Um, but that was a total distraction that I thought was an opportunity. I'm going to grow my Instagram overnight. Yeah. Look at all my fancy pictures. Yeah, having a perfectly <laughs> curated color themed feed. Oh, that was exhausting. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 no one gives a shit. No, no one cares at all. Oh, well, next. No. Yeah. <laughs> like if you enjoy it, awesome. If it comes easy to you, awesome. But understand that you're not going to get like two times ROI from like, everything being white themed like well, white's like the easiest one <laughs> yeah but then it's like now you have to all of your photos you're in the same color yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. like 
editing them with the same filter that you had to buy and now you have to spend 45 minutes editing each photo and it's like you know what sometimes things that don't look as crafted do better because we get bombarded with so many ads these days Mm -hmm. that people just it's like oh it looks really really good they're selling me something yeah 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 totally though actually i think that is the perception yeah Right. It doesn't look real. It doesn't look human or natural. And so people are instantly guarded. Right. You know, I think even when we get photo shoots done and we spend all this time doing that and, you know, those those posts, even if the content is the same quality, the write ups underneath it, they don't get as much attention. And that's fine. But it just goes to show people crave real human connection. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I follow a lot of Internet marketers and it's literally some of the most successful video campaigns have been created off of an iPhone. Yeah. And, you know, Billie Jean, who is like, you know, legendary in like video advertising. All I thought of was Michael Jackson when you said Billie Jean. (laughs) Not not him. But one of his most successful campaigns was literally him like grabbing a phone, giving it to a guy and just said, film me. And he like walked over to a whiteboard and like whiteboarded out some stuff and like had a call to action in there. And it did it did ridiculous. (laughs) Meanwhile, people are like, no, I need the fancy camera and I need, you know, a photographer. And then I got to get video production done. I got to be in this special outfit and I have to have a mic. And then what ends up happening is they never do it right? because they make it so complicated. They give themselves the perfect reason to never take action. on Yeah, a hundred percent. That's so accurate. And I just like had so many flashes of times that I've done that in my head. It's like, oh, I can't possibly. I have no time to do this when really if I had just filmed the stupid video, it would have taken me eight minutes. Right. But nope, it's got to be perfect. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So moral of the story is, you know, you got to establish what your goals are Mm -hmm. and use that as a filter for, you know, does this align with where I'm heading right now? Does this align with what gets me excited about what I'm doing? If it doesn't push it off to the side and then just simply take a ruthless action on singular tasks, get them done and then move on to the next Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Absolutely. I have nothing to add to that. I think that's really important. And I think it's just clarity first on what your goals are is huge. I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, yeah, I'm not really a goal setter kind of person. I'm like, what do you mean? So you're just floundering like you have no direction where you're going at all. You're basically just crossing your fingers and toes, hoping that the stars are going to align for you. So like, don't be that person. Make sure you set some goals, get out of your way. I know setting goals is scary because it is exclusive. You know, like you are excluding other opportunities by doing that, but that's the whole freaking point, right? That's the whole point. So don't be afraid because goals can change just because you write it down once doesn't mean you can't change it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are enjoying the content on the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. It would mean the world. And uh, until next time, if you guys have anything you would love to hear, please reach out. We want to make sure that you're getting the most out of the content. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.